I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to My Favourite Takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. I am Tom Crane, as always. And equally as always, my co-host is... Simran Shah. There you go. How are you, Sim? I actually said that through a yawn, which is not because I'm bored, but is because we record this quite early in the morning. So. And, you're, and you're so relaxed in my company. Recording with me is like lying back on a waterbed, isn't it, Sim? It's, it's like so... I don't even need to listen to you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that before from a number of people, actually. Um, Sim, I have had, I wouldn't say it was a takeaway disaster this week. No, it wouldn't be. It's not a takeaway disaster. But I'm going to kick the show off with something a little bit embarrassing. Tell me if you'd find this embarrassing. I ordered a takeaway uh, three nights ago. I'm waiting. And the driver turns up. I pick up my order from the driver. It's a beef burger. He goes back to his bike. He sits down on his bike. He clicks the thing to find out where his next delivery is. And he goes, oh, it's you again. (laughs) So what happened was Claire had ordered a different meal to me. And somehow the same delivery driver had picked up from these two different restaurants and brought them both to our house. But you don't know what the next location is going to be, it turns out, as a driver, until you go back to your bike and you click the button. Because normally, if they come separately on separate bikes, there's a sort of, you're shielded from the fact that you've got two different takeaways in one evening. What did uh, Claire order? Well, it's also depressing. I got beef burger and fries. Claire got a faux soup. Um, like really healthy, herb rich. Were you not tempted by the faux soup? No, so much so that, so that she ordered the faux soup first, and I still said, no, nah, that's not for me, and then ordered a beef burger. No one wants to order a soup as a takeaway. That's such a weird <laughs> takeaway option. That is what you're getting from the larder, not where you're yeah. going to do your app. How many different options of soup are there? You know, it doesn't have noodles in it. Yeah, but the joint takeaways are 13 different options of things that you want. You're going to go through a dozen soup options. Also... 80% of the foes that are delivered to our house are spilled in the bag as well. Okay. And Claire often has to start by decanting the foe from the outer plastic bag back into the, the, the foe cup. Is she reheating it? You know, it does keep its heat if they tie the bag tightly enough. Yeah, but yeah. still, that's not a life worth living, is it, anyway? <laughs> so, if you've had any takeaway disasters, as always, guys, get in contact with the show. The show can be emailed on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com. And if there's anything that comes up in this episode that catches your ear, do get in contact about that. We have a great episode today. Who is coming up soon? We've got a couple coming up, and they are Rachel Paris and Marcus Brigstock. Honestly, they were so funny. Rachel is actually in Ostentatious at the moment, which is an improvised Jane Austen novel. 
It is superb. It's very, very funny. And tickets are available now. And it's on at the Arts Theatre in London and features other comics like Cariad Lloyd, Joseph Morpurgo, and lots of very funny people. They order the curry. I would say they are curry aficionados. It's a great episode. I'm sure you guys will love it. Tune in now. Marcus Rachel, tell us, what have you ordered? What is your takeaway? So we've gone to our local Indian restaurant and it's called the Bombay Bicycle Chef. This is 100% a regular haunt. So we have a thing, probably happens around about our baby's bedtime, anytime between 6 and 7.30 when he goes to bed, where one of us will say, to be honest, this has got takeaway written all over it. (laughs) Oh, lovely. And that's just when you recognise... That neither of you has got the energy or yeah. will to cook, which is surprising because you love to cook. So I love cooking. You know so it's much. extreme. That is so funny. My wife and I have basically the identical thing. The phrase we use is, "What ingredient shall I buy to fricassee tonight?" That's the thing we have for some reason, and it's literally every night. There's this hope, this idea that we'll cook, and then bedtime, and we're exhausted. Everything goes through the floor, and we're That's like, really "Okay, funny. we know the answer." So, how often is that happening then? I'm embarrassed by this answer. Quite often. Let's level once a week. Oh, Rachel, what a, what a lie! It's not once a week. It's twice a week minimum. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? If, if I'm left to my own devices, it's every night. Like I spunk so much money on takeaways and it's terrible. You often go back to the same takeaway that you've not enjoyed several times before. Yes. To give them another chance. Yeah. It's the Pizza Express. Right. Pesto chicken mushroom pasta meal. Yeah. And when it's done in the restaurant and occasionally in takeaway, it's like the most delicious meal. Sorry, Rachel, it's a pasta from Pizza Express. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. All right. Okay. We've got to stop here. We've got to talk about this. We can talk about this. Yeah. What is that about? Well, <laughs> let me intervene. There's a really good, really authentic local Italian run okay. by quite a grumpy man who we know a little bit. Uh, where amazing food could come from. They don't do takeaway. It's literally there. You could pop by (laughs) with your own plate. This pasta, which routinely disappoints you, you keep returning to in some kind of sort of Stockholm Syndrome style. Yeah, I don't... You tried to understand what's going on there. I think if we were going to really psychoanalyse it... I think that's what we're here for. Absolutely. If that's what we're here for, then allow me to delve into my own psyche... When I get a takeaway when I'm on my own, it's a feeling of luxurious, what's the phrase? Like luxurious comfort. I get to have whatever I want. And often whatever I want when I feel like I need comfort is quite trad food that reminds me of when I was young. So like pasta and pesto and quite simple foods. Oh, that's interesting. Rather than like, you know, sushi or anything too fancy. This meal when it's nice, and it has been nice once or twice, Early on is absolutely what I like. Number one delicious thing. I love it. Yeah. I just keep hoping <laughs> that it's the version of it that's really nice. I do agree with one thing though, Rachel. For me, I strongly believe that Pizza Express has to be eaten in Pizza Express. For me, I think it's wrapped up in the nostalgia of being a child and going there before a cinema or on a, on a birthday, whatever it happened to be. But whenever I have it taken away, it's not quite the same. 
You're both much younger than me. When I was a child, Pizza Express didn't exist. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Marcus. <laughs> so what was the equivalent? What was your Pizza Express then, Marcus? Frankie and Benny's? Also didn't exist. To be honest, I didn't live in London, so takeaway was such a rarity when I was a young child. And the only takeaway we'd have ever had would have been fish and chips. And it was a bit of a drive away from where we lived. So where did you grow up? My parents lived just outside Hazelmere in Surrey. And there was a good, I think, a good fish and chip place there. But it, honestly, it was such a rarity. The idea of getting takeaway just didn't happen. So so when I started getting takeaway later on in life, it was astonishing. So, same for here. We didn't have them growing up really very much. We had the odd... We had fish and chips for a treat yeah. every few weeks on a Friday. Sorry to eat and talk. Not at all. I suppose that's going to happen, isn't it? There's literally, yeah, exactly how the, how the show works. There's no problem at all. <laughs> in, later, in later years, we'd have very occasionally an Indian takeaway. We had a good restaurant because I come from Leicester, so we've got some really good Indian restaurants. So we had a local called The Spice of India that did like one of those extremely red chicken tikka masalas, very red. Near where Rachel's family are, there's quite a lot of Indian restaurants and takeaways who've named themselves, named in English, right? But mm -hmm. it's sort of like a big declaration. Yeah. Like, like curry, curry party house in a pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one I really like on the Belgrave Road that's called Friends. That's nice. There was one around the corner from me in Bethnal Green that was called Curry 2000, which I imagine before 2000 <laughs> felt quite exciting. <laughs> and then after they got further and further away, and it became like, oh, this is losing some of its shine. Soon Curry 2000 will be a really cool retro thing where people are like, we should go there. They've got loads of curries from like the year 2000. It's amazing. <laughs> Even as someone who says they know a lot about curry, I don't think I could describe to you what the curry in the year 2000 was, was like. It was a really, it was an amazing time. Yeah, there was a lot of fear about the millennium bug. People still had curry. It was a lot of fun. I'm afraid this dish is very 1995. Yeah. I was going to ask Simran, I mean, as we're talking about curries here and we have a curry in front of us here, should, yeah. should we sort of like go down into the minutiae of what makes a good curry for you? And what, uh, let, let's let's go through this then. I would love nothing more. We'll start from the beginning then. Are, are you sort of poppadom people or are you not? Oh, have you got poppadoms there? I'm trying to, I can't see that you have. Poppadoms but... have been included, but we didn't ask for them. So I do like them. I knew, I knew they'd throw some in because they always do from there. I really like them. But we live on a permanent knife edge. So I have an appetite, <laughs> just an astonishing appetite. I will eat anything at any time. And Rachel, having had a sip of her mango lassie and two bites of poppadom, may well already be full. Yeah. Having sat down <laughs> quite hungry. Yeah, it's true. So they we're on a knife edge. So things like poppadoms with pickles and chutneys and writer and stuff to dip they're into. They're a risk. They're very high risk. Double that with... A mango lassie, which we've gone for. Rachel's got mango lassie. I've gone salt lassie. And I just want to say to the guys up at the Bicycle Chef, well done on the salt in this. <laughs> okay. Mercy me. This is literally... <laughs> like the this, Dead Sea. <laughs> this is white seawater. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I just say, with, with the lassie, like, that's a thick... That's a thick old drink, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is lassie the only drink that you've got there? Or you've got some got water. water just to thin it out? Right, this is how often we get takeaway. I realise people are listening and not watching, but I'm just going to show you. Oh, that is hilarious. That is fantastic. Authentic Indian-looking crockery. 
Thank you for saying we've looking. Got, got <laughs> proper, I, I, I edge my bets there. We've got You're proper quite right. Balti-ish shaped style dishes. <laughs> I love it. Balti style dish shape. Balti yeah. style dishes. I'll tell you what happened. We went on honeymoon to Greece, right? We were, moved all around Greece and it was amazing. And then we went to Athens for a high culture experience and both hit Athens and the cry went up. This has got takeaway written all over it. It's got curry written all over it. <laughs> we couldn't get takeaway. So we went out and found a curry and they had these exact cups. And one of the first things I did in our married life after we got back from our honeymoon yeah. was track down these amazing cups. There's something very pleasing about drinking from them. I completely Lovely. agree. And Absolutely. you're the first people that we've ever interviewed who've decanted it into an authentic receptacle. And for that, you're way ahead of others. By far my best Christmas gift this year, I got some quality chopsticks. Oh. And I was so happy about it. Like nicely weighted chopsticks. Yeah. And it's just... I reacted like I'd been given sort of, you know, I was 14, I was given an N64 or something. I was just so happy <laughs> about this thing. Because they're a game changer, aren't they? Everything you eat with those chopsticks will taste better. Can I ask a question? Because you're no. sort of live eating, which is quite exciting here. Are you getting full? Me? No. Okay, Rachel, are you getting full? I'm not full yet because I have been eating tiny amounts because I've mostly been talking. I've never eaten this slowly in my life. Okay, and do you not find, just to quickly go back on the lassi, because it fascinates me, the lassi thing, because I do find it will fill you up quite quickly. 100%, yeah, I get full on lassi. And then you've got to power through the rest. So it's more the lassi strategy here. Like, are you taking small sips or are you big old glug to begin with? I'm using it partly because I'm not actually very good with very spicy curries okay so i use it partly as a coolant a dampener coolant yeah, yeah so yeah. i have little sips i've got a little bit of ice in it but it's also so nice that i find it very hard to only <laughs> yes. use it as coolant and i want to just like have it all as a like pre-meal dessert yeah yes i'm so with you on that I have to not do that because I'll get so full. I'm so with you on that. I could just have the mangalassi and the popadoms. Yeah. <laughs> pretty happy. Popadoms, mangalassi and kulfi on a stick. Oh, Done. Marcus, kulfi on a stick. So the other night we went out for a wander and ended up having a curry, as is quite often the case. And I literally physically removed Rachel's mangalassi because it wasn't even slow coming, but the lassie was so delicious. I was like, this will be a nightmare. You mentioned, Marcus, about the fact that Rachel will, after two bites, finish eating. What happens to this leftover food? Are you the person that, are you then being kind enough to, to help her finish that food? Or is it coming back to the fridge? What's going on? Yeah, this is the double problem. Firstly, Rachel won't eat all that much. And secondly, I will finish what she's left. And then feel pretty wretched. Also, I might <laughs> want it the next day. Yes. And curry from the fridge is amazing. It's stunning. I don't think I've ever not over-ordered. You're such an over-orderer. I always over-order. Have you got an example of your worst over-ordering that you've ever done? Yeah. The Chinese restaurant at the top of the hill from here, which very sadly has just closed down. It was called the Mayflower. If you were coming out of the station, you saw it, you would think to yourself, I would have to be so drunk to get any food from that place. Like I would have to be legless. It, there was nothing about the look of it that was appealing. But I've been going there for years and I don't drink. And I maintain their food was excellent. And I would say when the big kids are here, my big kids, Rachel's stepkids, 
uh, I would probably, on average, order for about 10 people. Right. <laughs> the four of us. So, so take us through what that order might have been. Okay, so the order would definitely have been... And this is for how many people? This is for... This is for four people, one of whom is vegetarian. Right, okay. Vegetarian spring rolls, half a crispy duck, salt and pepper squid, a hot uh, spicy beef, kung pao prawns. Quarter duck. Yeah, a quarter of roast duck for me. I'm not so keen on the duck pancakes. Sweet and sour pork, sweet and sour chicken, possibly sweet and sour tofu. Um, duck pancake. Oh, yeah. Pak choy with olive sauce. Duck pancake. That's incredible. Duck pancakes, of course. Peaweed. <laughs> and I don't know, a couple of other main courses. Amazing. It does sound delicious. Just to be clear, Rachel, was that was that three separate servings of duck pancakes? Or was, or was no, it I was just, just you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like them, but it's one of the only things at that place that I liked. So that's what I would always, always order. That's a genuinely incredible order. You know, we've had a. Ellis, James, and Izzy Sutil, and they, they had different tastes mm. when it came to uh, the same cuisine. Are there things that, Rachel, that you really like uh, that Mark really does not like? And how, how do you sort of negotiate around that? That's interesting. I think we've fallen lucky that we both love Indian takeaway, and that is probably our most frequent, isn't mm-hmm. it? And we've got loads of overlap with that. We both like chicken, we both like lamb, we both like paneer. Um, Marcus likes a slightly spicier one than me, but that's fine because we have a bit of each other's. So we're compatible when it comes to Indian takeaway. Chinese takeaway, there's things I like. Yeah, much less compatible much with less Chinese. Compatible. And are you compatible in terms of the, this is so weird, the way that you eat, eating habits, is anything that, that irritates you about the other person if you're willing to go that far? We don't like have anything that like eating with our mouth open or anything that's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have said so. Oh, I know a thing. I okay, know a thing. Okay, here we go. That's absolutely classic. You, you, you've waited for Marcus to go. No, I actually, well, no, it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like to linger over a meal for too too long. I don't know if it's the way I was brought up, but like you eat the food, and then you pack it away and you clear up, and the meal's done. So do you mean when you finish eating, you mean lingering over the plate with the food still there in front of you? Or leaving the plate there for a while? Either sitting there, having all eaten with a bit of stuff on your yes. plate. Or there's food on the table in the takeaway boxes that people haven't yet eaten, but everyone's... I'm like, we've finished, haven't we? I think we've finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, I think Marcus, Marcus is shaking his head. Marcus would just sit there. And I think it's the way we're brought up. You know, I was just like, you have your meals and you eat the food, that's over. And then you move on to the next thing. And Marcus has been brought up in a much more like link, meals are like the whole night. Yeah. For French way of, find, of yeah. yeah, okay. No, yes. I find it, I find we would, very we would expect, like if all my family were together, to sit at the table, eat the meal and then stay at the table for another at least two hours. And if it's lunch, longer than that, three hours maybe. Wow. 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 Is, this, is that a particular family one. gatherings? Is that like, is that for big events or is that as a, just a general thing when you're... Well, average. no, it's fairly average, but pretty much all Brigstock stuff falls under the heading of big event. Right. And food involved. Even what I might call a light fork supper, which is a term that makes me laugh. What's a light fork supper? I've never heard this term. I don't really know. I heard it mentioned once in a musical and it's always amused me, a light fork supper. But basically, yeah, with my family, like meals are the thing. They're definitely the big event. Yeah. 
I find it baffling because for me, I'm like, there's often like a very nice living room available. So you could. <laughs> With a TV in it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there is a nice living room, but is it nicer than a tray with some shards of salt and pepper squid still in it, just a little bit warm or that piece of pak choy that's just on the edge there, you know, just picking away at that and chatting. That's for me much more pleasurable. Because I think the eating experience is a continuum. There's no beginning, middle and end to it. Yeah. And especially if you sat down and you're having a conversation, you might suddenly get a little peckish again and you're looking around trying to find yes. what's there. And there it is. Exactly. It's right there. That little bit of calamari. I'm sort of in a middle ground in that I'm with Rachel in that I don't like sitting in front of finished plates of food and bits of food, but I do enjoy staying at the table with a glass of wine and having a chat. So my dream would be you've had your course and then the plates get moved around, we'll have a few glasses of wine and we'll have a little chat. And then the next thing, well, then we'll have that course. But I do find it a little bit uncomfortable sitting in front of the carcasses of things that have been gnawed at. Yeah, that I'd agree <laughs> with. Yeah, I think that's just like, let's clean up. Let's clean up. Do, also, because you know that's a job to be done later. So, like, if you're going to talk into late night and you're all going to, you know, be a bit tired and have a nice kind of, like, gentle thing, then you want to get all the cleaning up done. My, my feeling with that is you leave that food on the table long enough, I will clean it. Yeah. I will yeah. finish it and there will be nothing to deal with. <laughs> I will clean it. <laughs> I'll have finger swiped around the edges of the dishes. I love that. And we're pretty much... Done. They can pretty much go back in the cupboard. I have so. to ask a question at this point about this chicken dish. That's yeah. surprisingly spicy. Take us through some of the dishes in general, actually. Please do, and t- t- give us your opinions on them. We ordered a lamb majorai, which I've had before, and it's delicious. It's pretty spicy. It's up. It's sort of somewhere between a madras and a vindaloo. It's quite big, longer strips of lamb rather than chunks, and it's right. really good. We ordered a chili paneer, which we have oh, lovely. very we often that. from Bombay. So Pasquale. good. And Amazing. they managed to get the edges of the paneer a little bit crispy. Oh, yes. That's what you want. It's fairly sweet and the chili's got a good kick. And I usually go for I for a mildish, not a korma, but like a Chicken mildish, tikka masala? Chicken tikka masala. Or what I was attempting to order, which I think I got the one. <laughs> it's got green peppers in it. It's like quite a pale sauce. I think it's... Cashewy and yeah. green peppers. You this, know, you've had before. This is hotter than the sun. And this is really okay. hot. <laughs> and on the hottest day of the year so far as well. It's much, much hotter than the consciously hot l- lamb dish that I ordered. Marcus, at that point, went to reach for something which I assumed was a salt lassie, but in fact was more of the hot dish. You like spice, then, Marcus? Do you? Are you, are you a fan of spice? Yeah, I do. But I have a thing, and I'm pleased it hasn't happened because the first two would have made you laugh because they're so explosive. Right. Uh, But beyond that, you'd have been like, Jesus, this is not right. This guy's unwell. I get appalling hiccups, like really powerful, shake my whole body hiccups from chili, which I never used to get when I was young, but I do now. Yeah. And I kind of push through. Wow. Yeah, they're like, they're genuinely explosive and all the family know about three bites into a curry normally I'm going to get exposure to it. Is that why your family meals are so long? They're going to wait for your hiccups to subside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven hours later, they're waiting to subside. I have a quick question for you, Rachel, actually, about the korma and tikka masala. Now, this is I'm not sitting in the place of judgment because I am someone who enjoys a korma myself. Do you feel slightly embarrassed when you're in a restaurant and you're asking for one of them? 100%. Because I do. I do. I do. I feel like I need to apologise. 
Do you sound apologetic when you're doing it? Because that's also what I do. Yeah, I think I do. I think I go. I'll just have the chicken tikka masala Sorry. with a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a sort of like shrug and a. I know. I know. I mean this with love and coming from a brown guy. Yeah, it's okay. They can tell. Is it okay? They know. <laughs> they know. They know it's coming. They know it's coming. So Look it's at okay. my skin. I know. It's. Fine. I'm made of milk. <laughs> Simran. Yeah. On that, do you think when someone of my colour? And ilk ask for, let's say, a butter chicken. They can also tell this because I'm too embarrassed to ask for a korma. <laughs> I, know, I actually think a butter chicken is a more discerning choice. Oh, dear. oh nice. Okay, good. I always I assume they could see right through my attempt. No, to I, I think it. I think it is a because I don't think it's a slightly unusual choice. Perfect. I'll take that then. Butter chicken is a bit of a misleading term. It makes it sound like it's got two ingredients and it's very simple, but it isn't. Like a proper butter chicken with is it methi? Yeah. That they add quite late on. Yeah. In the cook, like a proper butter chicken is one of the most delicious things you you can have. And do you guys cook as well then? Do you do you enjoy cooking at home? You mentioned there how you know how to make butter chicken. Is that, does that reflect the fact you cook? I don't. Marcus big time does. I love it. I love it. By choice, unless I'm really knackered, I cook every day. And I like spending ages over it. Do you make requests for Marcus in terms of things that you would like to eat? Or does he just... Cook stuff and then you just you just go for it. No, he mostly just cooks stuff that he sort of got excited about and he runs things by me and sometimes I'm like, I really don't want to eat that. He's, <laughs> he does a very disappointed face. <laughs> something else. So what would be your go to sort of midweek meals then when you're when you're cooking, Marcus? Well through well, you cooked one today? Through yeah, I made some um sugar free pistachio ice cream this afternoon. Oh wow. Wow. That's good. Lunch. Oh, I cooked lunch today. Yes, I did. Um, harissa roasted cauliflower with a uh, tahini and garlic sauce, uh, coriander and crisped onions on the top. And then wow, uh, roasted courgettes with pistachio, feta and mint uh, with some flatbreads and hummus. I had a cheese toasty for lunch. <laughs> That's what I'd be having. Okay, right. Yeah. And can I just quick question? Your child... Was at nursery or are you parenting and doing sleep nap time? Mind blown that you're doing that as a parent. That is incredible. Fair play to you. That is really impressive. Now, can I just say something as an observation? I've noticed that you both have been uh, eating a lot of rice. And Josh Widdicombe on the podcast uh, said how much he hates rice, the curry, because it makes you full. Never orders it. Never orders it. I've had less rice than you might imagine. Basically, right. for that reason, I do avoid rice because. It kind of fills you up. I also, yeah. we differ on this. You would normally order um, uh, pilau rice. Yeah. I like plain rice with a curry because I, I don't really want another whole flavor thing going on. We would normally have a peshwari naan with pretty much any, yeah. actually by choice with every meal. <laughs> oh, nothing. I like that. In answer to your question, <clears throat> I do get too full up. <laughs> by the inclusion of rice and Peshwari Nan, but that's such a big part of my enjoyment yeah. that I sort of wouldn't forego it. I'd rather have a little bit a little bit of every curry and smaller amount just so that I got to have... Because I, re- I enjoy the rice. I enjoy pilau rice more and I enjoy the naan so much that I forego fitting as much in my body. <laughs> and do you guys usually, when you're eating a takeaway, are you... Sitting on the sofa? Are you sitting at the table? 
Table for most, most takeaways. Mostly table, just because of logistics. Find it quite hard to eat. Pizza in front of the telly. Because you can you can pick it up, fold yeah. it, and, and eat it. And basically any bits that fall on you, you might ruin a shirt, but you can basically pick them up and eat them. <laughs> I think that's a really good point because I don't I yeah. can't ever imagine ordering a pizza and since we have it at the table. It feels like a weird place to have it. I think there's also a cultural thing we're more or less on the same page with this but there's maybe a a little difference of like i would always really enjoy eating food in front of the tv eating Mm, a meal in front of the tv like and i don't think it's great i don't think it's like good practice to do it all the time it's like the child in me can't believe that i'm an adult who can do whatever they want and get to get away (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly take away in front of the telly, but I yeah. still want, I really want to do that. I prefer not to. You prefer not to. So we balance, <laughs> we balance out. I, and we probably eat more meals in front of the TV than you would choose to. So we sort of, we yeah. balance each other out. You mentioned there about that sort of childish nostalgia and glee. I experienced something at a kid's party this week, which got me really excited for some reason. I hadn't seen it in years. But there were six takeaway pizzas open. This will soon sound so bland, but to me, it was really exciting. <laughs> Six different takeaway pizzas opened on a table with the lids open oh. at this kid's party. And it really took me back to something I had yeah. experienced since I was about nine or ten. <laughs> yeah. All these different types of pizzas you could try in one place. That makes me think of like uni, like house parties and... Yes, exactly. I don't know. It makes me think of my early 20s for some reason. Just that, yeah, that image of like, we've just ordered pizza, we've lined it all up. Completely. See, for me, there's there's a few things going on with pizza. One, basically, I don't like pizza. Oh, okay. Basically. I'll grow up, Mark. No, no, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why. First bite, sensational. One of the best first bites of anything is a hot triangle of pizza. Second bite, you're like, mm, yeah, that's good, it's nice. By the time you go for a second slice, you're like, nah, this is all the same. Right, okay. <laughs> I do, I just get bored of, of pizza. And that phenomenon at a party with pizzas all out in a row there's a couple of things there as well one i have a vast appetite and i have to be quite careful about when there's loads of food around i will just eat it but also i'm absolutely mystified by people who would let that sit on the side and get cold right i'm I'm genuinely baffled i'm like why are people i don't want it to be rude or sharp elbowed it's not mock the week i do sort of think everyone stop it the pizza's here it's here it's hot what are you doing what are you all doing? That's really interesting. I was just reading because I think of eating pizza, especially takeaway pizza rather than one in a restaurant, obviously. But I think of that as a private activity. I am not comfortable having a pizza in public, really. It's messy, I don't like it? it. If there's like a whole lot of pizza with slices, I'm like, I don't want to eat this with other people around. But you sort of head back pelican approach to pizza then. Yeah. Where you'll hold the triangle above. Do you get two slices? I'm not even swallowing at times. <laughs> Do you get two slices and fold them together? Nobody's doing that, Marcus, are they? Sandwich the interior. So you've got you've got two dry edges that you can hold. That is fantastic. And I am going to do it next time. Don't encourage I, him. That's not fantastic. Simran, not to nip that in the past, but you can still do that with one slice. I do it with one slice. If it's one slice, I pinch it down the middle. And then both ends, I snap together at the top and it goes straight in. Boff. Love it. That's it. I'm sorry. If I was at a social function and I saw someone take two pieces of pizza and stick them together, I'd go, 
you know these are supposed to be shared amongst everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You can't yeah. be just enjoy a piece of pizza. And my answer to that would be, yes, that's true. And yet what's been ordered here is a mixture of high quality pizza and rubbish pizza. And I'm doing my bit because I've taken one of the rubbish <laughs> slices, doubled it up with a good one. Right? So you're, you're plain margarita that hasn't even got fresh basil or buffalo mozzarella on it. It's just a plain cheese and tomato pizza. I've doubled that up with the one with gorgonzola and walnuts on it and had a lovely time. <laughs> also, 100% though, I, I, I will agree with you on this, Marcus, that feeling of the food is here while I'm eating the food. Because whenever we get takeaway at home, my wife will finish an email or do something like that when the food has arrived. You'll go, I'm just no. going to do this thing oh. and it'll be another 10 minutes and I'll be like, you but your food's that, well, you're not going to eat the food. It's getting kind of really stresses me out. <laughs> My girlfriend said only last week when the day grade arrived, she'll have a quick shower. What? <laughs> no. That is not on. I'm sorry to judge. But really, when the food comes. Yeah. Like that's it. All other activity ends. Of course it is. And then she said she knew it. She then said, do I have time? Like, well, you obviously know you don't have time. Yeah, you have time. Do I have time to mend this relationship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have time, but only if you are definitely not hungry for the takeaway we've ordered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A new format point, Simran, uh, uh, shower foods. If you had to take a takeaway dish into the shower with you and eat it, what would be the best thing to have? I still think that's a pizza. Yeah, it's probably pizza. Do you think I think maybe pizza? Yeah, I think that's not a bad one. Yeah, absolutely. No way. I think it's Marcus's it's Marcus's double pizza because then yeah. you're not if you get any water, it's not going on the ingredients. It's going yeah. on it's going on the crispy bakes. You've nailed it. You've absolutely nailed that. Or and I wouldn't say it's traditional takeaway, but possibly a ramen. Oh, that's good. Because when when the level goes down of the of the of the foe or whatever, you can fill it up with the hot water from the shower. Yeah, you just lean back a little bit, and <laughs> there your it is. Bowl of ramen has magically refilled. Never ending ramen. Uh, I would take sushi. I think if we're presuming we're not actually getting it under the shower, we're kind of trying to nip, you know, trying to nip. Yeah, you slightly could, you splash, might get a bit, but really. on the whole, it's not getting wet. I think that sushi's like cold and it's clean. Yes. So it, there's nothing dripping down you. I wouldn't bring soy sauce. I think you'd bring sauceless sushi. There's also something quite nice about returning the fish to the water, I think, as well. Isn't <laughs> it? Lovely, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that as well, actually. And so, uh, uh, and you have the coolness of the sushi, which I think would be exactly. quite nice. Okay, great. Well, we, we've been talking about sushi and, and, and good curries and all these wonderful things that we love. I think we need to... For a brief moment, talk about guilty pleasures, though. So this is another big thing in this podcast. When it's 3 a.m., you've been to a showbiz party, a staggering home. What are you getting and from where? Rachel has a confession. Oh. It still happens, to be honest, but particularly in the first three years of our relationship, Rachel knew that I wouldn't really ever eat from a Burger King or McDonald's. So she would come out of the station and get herself a Burger King and have it between there and here and not tell me. Oh, Rachel. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I told him this about about six months ago. Horrified. When you found all the Happy Meal toys in the uh, bedside table. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yours is McDonald's or Burger King. That would be your go-to probably, guilty. Yeah. And, and So if you're not a fan of those, then, Marcus, what would be yours? What is your 3 a.m. soaker-upper? Well, it's very hard to find, but if I get lucky, it's a 
Probably a dozen oysters. I love that. No, you can't, no, you can't have you that. Can't that find them. You can't find them in the night. You kebab. A proper kebab. I love a proper kebab. I don't drink alcohol, so I've really no excuse to have old school elephant's leg donna. But I've had, not only have I had them many times, I've had them at lunchtime. Oh, have you? I think it's good to have them at lunchtime. But Marcus, talk us through your ultimate kebab. Okay, actually, ultimate kebab would be lamb shish grilled in front of me on the on the skewer not minced lamb either pieces of marinated lamb yes uh two large skewers i would prefer that it was in a flatbed rolled up than in a old school pitta but i don't mind i definitely want all the sauces i want chili sauce i want garlic sauce i want yogurt and mint i want most of the salads and one of the mysterious pickles <laughs> and it's mysterious pickle in the kebab or as a side? Resting across the top of it in case it, okay. oh, in nice. case it's one of the ones where you bite the tip off it and go, I'm not going to eat that and I'll eat anything. Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. But yeah, no, I, I really, I love a proper kebab. Love it. Oh, delish. Mm. So much so you've done it at lunchtime. Because I've, 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 I've driven past people getting uh, Donna kebabs at lunchtime and I've thought, who are those people? Fair play to them. And it turns out... It's me. It's me. Yeah. They are good people is who they are. What I really don't understand is, can I have Donna meat on chips, please? Yeah, I'm buying into that. I'm like, okay, yeah, like chips are nice, Donna meat's nice, but Donna meat on chips, I don't get it. Have you had it though? Because it, it is delicious, actually. Is it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the nicest things I've ever eaten in my entire <laughs> it life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is life-affirming stuff, yeah. It yeah. really is. Okay, so, so, so those are your guilty pleasures, but what about... Disasters in the world of takeaways this is another thing we we uh, we ask guests about. Are there any things that annoy you about takeaways, or have you ever had an experience where it's gone wrong? Yes, yes, um, <laughs> perfect. So one thing that I quite often, you know, I talked about how for me when I'm, it's the lone takeaway, it's the comfort food. So one thing I love is chicken tenders or macaroni cheese, really good macaroni cheese because it is quite a faff to cook actually macaroni cheese. And it is, yeah. So if you can get that to take away and it's good, it's worth it. And there was a place local to us. It, it had mac and cheese <laughs> in its actual title. And I ordered from there and it was the worst food <laughs> I've ever encountered. Not just the worst mac and cheese, but the worst food ever. It was so disappointing. It was like watery, cheesy milk and not very cheesy across not properly cooked pasta with no flavouring, not even backed up with salt. Well, even backed up with salt. Not even backed up with salt. It wasn't even, or at least it's salty. It was so bad. And I was so angry. I was like, this is what you're meant to do for your whole restaurant. And this is what you're giving people. So angry. I'd argue, Rachel, I, I, maybe I'm wrong with this. It doesn't feel like there's enough of demand for mac and cheese to have a restaurant which simply <laughs> supplies that. It's really popular now. I'd say maximum of twice a year I fancy mac and cheese. Oh, I fancy mac and cheese all the time. Oh, do you? Okay, so maybe I'm maybe I'm eating another bit. Yeah. That what you're describing though, what what was delivered, is basically the staple of most Canadians' daily diet, and it's <laughs> it's called craft dinner, and it's dry macaroni with powdered sauce, and you yeah. just add boiling water. Oh, I've seen this. So bad. Yeah, and I've, I've tried it, and it's yeah. just it's some matter, and it it's angers filled. me. With mac and cheese, I would basically never expect it to be good uh, in a takeaway because I want my mac and cheese to have been grilled on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and they're just, no one's going to run to that. But that is doable. I know it would be unexpected. It totally but is. But it's a takeaway, like 
Mac and cheese is eminently takeaway yeah. food. It totally could be. You can, and you could grill it on. You could, depending on what your thing is, you could just about grill it on top. You can get it in Edinburgh during the festival. There's loads of places to do mac and cheese with loads of great fillings and toppings. There's like truffled mac and cheese. It's never going on top. There's haggis and all that kind of business. So yeah, but it wouldn't be my go-to. I think for me, what I would describe as a disaster is. You've ordered using an app, and you get a an animation of a of a pan in a kitchen, and it says your thing is in the kitchen. Your food is being prepared. Your order has yep. been taken. Your food is being prepared, and then it says estimated delivery time at between eight oh five and eight thirty. So I am ready at eight oh five, but I'm braced for eight twenty five. Between 8.25 and 8.30, I'm approaching a rage that is hard to describe. By this stage, I've lost all faith that anything will come. And then the app says, the rider has your order and is making a stop on the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, for me, is literally like, like, that is is monstrous. Just to admire, admire a beautiful view on the way. Not, not dropping off more food, just stopping on a hillside. That, for me, is I'm tempted to get in the car and go and find where he's stopped and go, mate, I'm your other order. I'll take it off your hands now. This is a nonsense. Well, Marcus, look, you, the order did arrive and the food yeah. is in front of you guys. So could you let us know what it is that you ordered? This is lamb majorai, uh, chilli paneer, uh, chicken, chicken jaisomaya, yeah, some vegetable pakora, plain rice, mango lassi, salt lassi, uh, mango chutney, and some poppadoms on the side. That is ideal. Can I just say, that, that is probably our best Indian order for a long time. And it's from Bombay Bicycle Chef, which is in Balham. There's a few of them knocking around. There used to be Bombay Bicycles, now it's Bombay Bicycle Chef. And there's also Bombay Bicycle Club, which I don't know. Isn't that a band? Is that, is that still around? Also a band, yeah. Also a band. Well, times are tough, aren't they? Can't be the same people, can it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to have a portfolio career these days. <laughs> you good? It's really good. This is this has been delicious and a lovely way to share it with you. So I've, thank you. I've just skimmed well. the surface of this food, but I can guarantee that I've finished my lassie. <laughs> and I'm I love that. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Because I never finish a lasty because I'm <laughs> eating the rest of the food and I can't get through this now. Yeah. <laughs> also, and I might be wrong in this, I think you might be the only people in Britain who order a lassi on delivery. I might be completely wrong on <laughs> that. I've never it heard was... of that done before. Well, one last quick thing. Does your lassi arrive inside a Tupperware? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it does. It yeah. comes in uh, in the same style dish that the food comes in in a Correct. separate bag. The, yeah. the bicycle chef are whip smart. Separate bag so it doesn't get cooked. Same sealed top. And it, it means also you get a lot. But can I just say, figuring out, oh, yeah, of course you can order Lassie was a revelation. It was a revelation. It was it was a delight. And it felt like a treat. And then it felt yeah. also yeah. like you were slightly sophisticated that you were ordering yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's been such a joy chatting to you both. Yeah, and you guys. Yeah, we've we've loved it. I know our listeners will love that, and it's completely in the spirit of the show. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can contact the show on Twitter at FaveTakeawayPod or Instagram on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast. You can email us with your stories of takeaway, woe, gripes, your worries on hello at myfavouritetakeawaypodcast.com. That was a fantastic Marcus Brigstock and Rachel Paris. Um, just to reiterate, if you want to see Rachel in her fantastic improvised Jane Austen show, Ostentatious, you can check it out from September at the Arts Theatre in London. Tickets available now. See you next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.